Welcome back to the Pocus Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Gallagher. Before we begin, this episode has been recorded in Central Australia. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we stand. I acknowledge the Arunda people of the Arunda land and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. In today's episode, we'll be taking you on a trip to the remote outback of Central Australia to talk with our guest, Dr. Connor Davis from the Central Australian Retrieval Service. Connor is an Irish-born emergency physician with interests in retrieval medicine, ultrasound and paediatric critical care. He has worked in the UK, Maui, Ireland, New Zealand and completed his training in Melbourne, Australia. Connor has recently fallen in love with the work and remoteness of the Great Red Centre and now calls Alice Springs home. Connor is also the recipient of the Zadu Pocus Scholarship for 2020, which GE Healthcare are proud partners and have made the use of a Venue Go ultrasound machine for the retrieval service. Thanks for joining us today, Connor. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what you do and what the retrieval service do and, and how long you've been in, in Alice Springs. Great. Uh, thanks, Patrick, and thanks for having me. So I'm a retrieval doctor and also an emergency doctor. I work with the Medical Retrieval and Consultation Centre, which is MRAC, which is based out of Alice Springs Hospital. And basically, we cover an area of about 1.6 million square kilometres, which is one of the biggest patches of Australia that any retrieval service covers. I know some of the Western Australia teams do actually cover a larger area, but that can be divided and they have a bit more resources. So essentially, we provide both an advice service to the remote area clinicians that may need specialist services or specialist advice. And also we provide a retrieval service. So when a patient is unwell enough to need to come into hospital, we would task a plane to go and retrieve them from a remote location. So there's about 80 different communities within our catchment area. And that extends really from the northern half of South Australia to the southern half of Northern Territory and also include some of Eastern Western Australia and then a very small bit of Queensland. So it really extends over four states. And within that area, most of the communities have a health clinic, which is more often than not staffed by a remote area nurse or a RAN. And there can occasionally be GP doctors or remote clinicians who visit these centres and when they do have a sick patient, they'd phone us and try, we try and arrange to retrieve them based on a uh, triage scale. And we decide how quickly they need to be retrieved. And we can send a team out with a doctor, a nurse and a pilot. Or sometimes if it's, they're not particularly unwell, it would just be a nurse uh, and a pilot. And they are predominantly retrieved directly to Alice Springs to have further assessments and treatment. Occasionally, we do fly them directly to either Adelaide or Darwin, depending uh, on their acuity and depending on if they need some specialist services or specialist interventions that aren't available at Alice Springs. Yeah, great, great. That's a fascinating spot. It's a massive uh, piece of land that you're covering. Uh, you're mm, you're mm. a long way from home. What attracts you to Central Australia or what attracts you to this post? 
Yeah, indeed. Uh, growing up in wet and windy Ireland, uh, it feels like a whole other planet, really, from the remote uh, vastness and desert of Central Australia. I have to say, I've worked in various locations. I trained in Ireland initially and then worked in the UK and have worked in sort of Brisbane, Sydney and New Zealand and also Melbourne for quite a while. But I just find the job in Alice Springs to be the most rewarding one I've done. I just find it fascinating working with predominantly Indigenous patients. So about 85% of the patients we uh, treat would be Indigenous. And combining both the traditional medicine as well as the cultural aspects that uh, we need to be very mindful of makes the job all the more interesting. And just being privileged enough to visit some of the communities that most white people or uh, uh, Australians now would, wouldn't have the opportunity to visit is uh, very rewarding. And I feel lucky to do the, the job I do. The area itself is beautiful and our catchment does include flights over Uluru quite uh, regularly. Or getting paid to, to do these flights is a luxury, I find, as well as the people and the atmosphere around Alice Springs makes it a, a great place to work and they're the primary reasons. But I, I'm finding new reasons all the time, sort of getting into extra curricular activities outside of the hospital, such as mountain biking and, and rock climbing. There's an abundance of things to do here, which has kept me here now uh, nearly two years when I came initially I was only going to stay for six months but that's a classic Alice Springs story to, to come for three months and stay three years or, or even longer. It sounds fantastic and you know I, I think you're right that you would be seeing parts of the country that uh, that most other Australians just simply would have never had the opportunity to so yeah, fantastic stuff. Absolutely. How long have you been using ultrasound in your in your practice? You said you've got a bit of a background in, in emergency um, before the retrieval service. So how, how long would you say that you've been using point-of-care ultrasound in, in your practice? Yeah, so I guess just as I was starting in emergency is when ultrasound was being introduced. And I remember as a junior doctor seeing some of my senior colleagues putting in nerve blocks under ultrasound guidance and just being amazed at how rapidly they'd work and there'd be a patient in agony and screaming uh, with a fracture of their femur and watching the fluid go in around the nerve and then people saying, oh, can I go home now? Uh, straight after, was it was remarkable. And I just had lots of inspiring consultants and senior level clinicians throughout Australia and, and New Zealand who had a real passion for it. Um, and that sparked my interest. And then uh, I've enrolled on courses and use the ultrasound uh, probe whenever I can really nowadays because there's always something to learn. And it seems like the point of care ultrasound revolution is really reaching everywhere now and its uses are just growing exponentially. Yeah, that's sort of what attracts me to point of care ultrasound as well, Connor. It's very exciting and there's always something new happening. So... Yeah, that's great to hear. Absolutely. And I guess just with the advent of online learning and the free open access medical education or the FOAM movement, as it's known, certainly means that there is a, an abundance of resources out there for people to learn. 
And as I said, regularly there's, there's a new use being documented. And so I'm sure it's only going to keep growing and growing. Yeah, great, great. And so how does point of care ultrasound make an impact to your clinical practice, particularly in the retrieval service? And how does it impact the patients and the community that you serve? Yeah, so you can imagine when, if you're 600 kilometres from a hospital, getting a, an X-ray or a, a CT scanner or CT scan even isn't really an option. Being able to bring ultrasound machines to these communities and use lung ultrasound if you're concerned about pneumonia, say, uh, or even a wrist ultrasound if you're looking for a fracture can be a massive benefit and that often when kids would sort of fall over and hurt their arms, they need a whole plane uh, and a, a flight in to hospital for just for a simple x-ray that could be done, um, which nowadays in trained hands, you can rule out a, a fracture uh, both clinically and, and with the with the ultrasound and, and avoid that unnecessary journey, as well as just uh, bringing sonographers out for more detailed scans like detailed biliary tract ultrasounds and then if someone comes in with abdominal pain and looking at the kidneys which you can just imagine the portability of an ultrasound machine is far better than a than an x-ray or a, a ct scanner that's for sure yeah great so just sort of sort of on that fact tell me about a memorable patient um that that you've that ultrasound's really made a difference to their outcome. You mentioned that, you know, ultrasound has, has been able to sort of stop trips into to hospitals, but uh, what, what's one of your most memorable uses of ultrasound that, that's really made a difference? Yeah, so I, I have a, a whole variety, um, but I, I do quite like um, using, as I mentioned earlier, I guess, uh, nerve blocks in that quite, uh, commonly, people may be involved in some trauma because there's a lot of uh, farmers and a lot of bushmen who ride horses and, and do uh, look after cattle remotely and, and not infrequently that they can become injured. And there was one particular patient who did uh, have a, a broken leg and it was very difficult trying to get on top of his pain. And when you're that remote, it can be difficult. It, the more a lot of the pain medications cause it to be quite drowsy and sleepy, um, which without having um, access to, to further assistance, it can cause some issues on the back of a plane, as you might be, as you might imagine. So just being able to visualise a, uh, a needle going in and being able to, to confirm that you're instilling a local anaesthetic to numb the pain to that specific area of the body certainly caused the patient to be uh, immediately better almost. And uh, he asked me, did, did he need to go to hospital now with his displaced femur fracture? Um, <laughs> and being able to do that on a, on a remote farm, hundreds of kilometres from, from everywhere, was one, one particularly memorable, uh, memorable case, that's for sure. Yeah, wow, that's uh, that is does sound very memorable. Uh, I bet you for yourself and and also the patient. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which, which ultimately is is what it, what it's all about. But uh, yeah, particularly in, in trauma, there's other other cases when you can identify a, a pneumothorax uh, remotely, which uh, may require a, a chest strain or or aspiration. Which if it's not done then and there, can cause serious problems. Uh, both uh, en route and, and later on down the 
So, so being able just to see these things out uh, remotely and, and at the, the roadside is certainly to, to the benefit of patients. Yeah, great. And Connor, how do you see POCUS technology and units and image quality and things like that? How do you see that evolving in, into, the, into the space of retrieval service in the future? Yeah, so it's happening already, but the portability obviously means that these and the, the cost, I, I guess, was uh, a bit restrictive initially. But the fact that they're now getting smaller and cheaper and easier to use is uh, phenomenal, as well as the nowadays being able to both scan remotely and having a specialist at the other end of a, of a call or, or online who can view in real time these images, which you can also get, give the less experienced uh, user advice over the phone to try and optimize image acquisition or quality. Um, I think means that more and more of the remote area nurses and, and remote clinicians will be using ultrasound day to day, I'm sure. Um, and I guess traditionally it's always, or it's been doctors primarily who use ultrasound devices, but I know in, both in hospital and in some retrieval services, paramedics and uh, nursing staff are now using ultrasound more and more so i'm sure it's, it's just going to continue to expand yeah great great and you were a recipient of the zadu poker scholarship um last year in 2019 and for, for use of a ge ultrasound machine this year and some training how has that helped you and and helped the the, the practice in which you work yeah so uh, I guess, unfortunately, I haven't been able to actually attend the training sessions just yet with the with the COVID outbreak, but I certainly hope to uh, uh, enroll myself on some of the ZEDU courses as soon as possible, really, or when the borders open again. But the machine itself that, that we acquired has certainly been a, a big help. And obviously, with its touchscreen nature, it was identified to be primarily used on our COVID or suspected COVID patients in that the machines that we had had a lot of small knobs and a lot of buttons which made cleaning and disinfecting them particularly difficult whereas the touchscreen nature of the GE machine that we had made it far easier to clean and it was used primarily on our patients at risk or the, the COVID, suspected COVID patients uh, as they're known. Um, and so far, it's, it's been a tremendous benefit to the to the service and, and the department. Oh, great! Great to hear that it's getting some good use. Absolutely. And you can't escape COVID even in Alice Springs, by the sounds of things. Yeah, no, no, we we have had a few cases. I guess fortunately now the North, Northern Territory have done phenomenally well with excluding yeah, COVID from the remote communities. We did have some locally within Alice Springs, but. For now, anyway, it seems to be under control. We're certainly doing our best and, and having these extra machines and the, the GE machines is contributing to that. Thanks for that, Connor, and, and, and thanks very much for sharing your amazing and insightful story on, on the use of POCUS in, in, in somewhere that's uh, very regional and very remote. So thanks for all that you do. I bet you've had a lot of uh, help and input along the way. Is there any? Would you like to use this opportunity to, to thank anyone that's helped you or guided you on your POCUS journey? I guess you're always a student no matter what stage of the career 
uh, you're on. And I certainly have been very fortunate to have lots of people teach me uh, along the way. I know Adam O'Brien uh, down in Melbourne inspired me initially, especially with the pediatric side of uh, focus. And the guys at Zedu have also been very good at previous courses I, I've been to. So I guess I will hope to contribute myself to, to juniors that are I'm working with at the moment. But I think the focus community is very tight in this. And I guess also I, I thank all the people who've contributed to the online resources that are there, which are, are often um, second to none in their in their quality and, and production. So I think thanks to the entire focus community, I think it's, well, as I said before, I think it's going to expand and, and hopefully more and more people will get involved and, and learn about its benefits. Excellent, Connor. Thanks very much for your time today and, um, yeah, good luck with your uh, POCUS journey as it continues. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come to see some more great things from you. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's my pleasure, Patrick, and uh, no doubt our, our paths will cross again soon. The POCUS podcast is proudly presented by GE Healthcare. Opinions expressed in these episodes are solely the guest's own and not necessarily express the views and opinions of GE Healthcare.